This is just Talk with Sam Podcast, y'all. Just Talk with Sam Podcast. Just put your name on it. You don't talk about it. Be about it. I Review on iTunes, Joe. But it's obvious if y'all just listen, we, we never write this out. What up, what up? It's your man Sam, host of Just Talk With Sam Podcast. Just Talk With Sam Podcast. Yeah, we got a special one today. Um, we got a special guest in the building, Chad Kensler, uh from Blues Traveler. He is the guitarist of Blues Traveler. And quiet as kept, man, Blues Traveler is one of my favorite bands. And they are celebrating their latest album, Traveler's Blues, as well as their 35th anniversary. And it don't seem that long. Like when you look at it, but over the last 35 years, Blues Traveler has been around. They went from an underground jam brand to mainstream success, multi-platinum success while we own it, including a Grammy for 1994's Runaround. Now, I may be showing my age, but I bought that album when it came out. So there's that. But seriously, in the last three and a half decade span, they founded the Horde Festival. They weathered the death of a bandmate. They battle other personal issues while continuing to release music and tour. And they're always on the road. Um, Jack Kensler has, who is our guest today, is a founding member of Blues Traveler since his inception back in 1987. 35 years ago. I can't stress that enough. Along with him, John Popper, Brendan Hill, and Bobby Sheenan formed the band Bruce Tech traveler in Princeton, New Jersey. And not only did they reach success uh, mainly after their fourth album, Four, um, and it sold over six million copies, produced Runaround, the Grammy hit, which won a Grammy. It produced, personally, one of my favorite songs, Hook. I love that because, honestly, that's the song that got me in the Blues Traveler. And then we get a chance to sit down and talk with a founding member. And after releasing so many albums, they're popular as ever. They're selling out shows and continue off on their 35th anniversary tour. It's called the AM Gold Tour. It's them, it's Train, Jewel, and many other guests. Matt, you got to check it out. So before we jump into this podcast, which was a pleasure of, of all pleasures, we I got to talk about the podcast a little bit. 
They're home for everything related to Just Talk with Sam podcast. It's right there at samshownation.com. You're home for everything related to Just Talk with Sam podcast. It's right there in the title, man. And if you do go there on the homepage and current promotions page, there is a donate button. They've been doing it 35. I'm doing this for over 12. And during that 12, you guys have been awesome with the donate button. And that donate button helps this free podcast stay free you guys give whatever makes you feel like a good person and we actually do so today by doing that hit that donate button and give whatever makes you feel like a good person keep the free funny free and maybe you want a little receipt for your wares you can always do that go to samshonation.com you want to show off a little bit you can always go to samshonation.com and you yes you can get anything you need from the just talk with sam store whether that be t-shirts whether that be merch swag uh, we got stickers, we got hats. It's all right there. Please go to samshownation.com, hit the store link, and show off your podcast as you uh, go about your daily life. Speaking of the podcast itself, you, yes, you, you can hit up the podcast. Go to samshownation.com, hit the podcast. You can listen to it right then and there at samshownation.com. You can catch up on your favorite episodes. Maybe you missed some, maybe you want to hear it again. It's all right there with the podcast link, or you can find us wherever podcasts, wherever podcasts can be found. And with that, whether that be um, Apple, Spotify, I ain't got no beef with Joe Rogan. Um, whether that be uh, um, Amazon, Castbox, TuneIn, Stitcher, just Google. SamShowNation.com or Just Talk With Sam Podcast and whatever player that you feel feel free to go ahead and check us out it's all right there before we jump into this great podcast with Chan, uh, Chan Kinsler we got a few um, sponsors and the first sponsor is something I feel un- I feel good reading but I'm a little uncomfortable reading because I ain't did it in so long I kind of forgot how to do it is that one of our sponsors called the good folks at Ticket Network. Yes, the world is opening back up. So shows are coming back. Sports are back. Concerts are back. And theater is back. My, if you go to samshownation.com and hit the Ticket Network link, you, yes, you can, um, you, you can go to a show. It sounds funny. We're coming out of lockdown. I know. We're talking about Blues Traveler. We're talking about special guests. We're having festivals again. The world is opening back up. And Ticket Network makes sure they can have tickets for even shows you think are sold out. All you got to do is go to samshownation.com. And the current promotions page, you go to the Ticket Network, you can get whatever you need. And they have a 100% money back guarantee. Something happened. You can't get a babysitter. You can't get whatever. It's all right there. Ticketnetwork.com. Man, check them out. They have it right there. Get your money right back before you attend the shows. They're connected to a lot of live entertainment. Ticket Network connects you to more than 10,000 concerts, sports, theater events worldwide. All tickets are professional ticket selling companies and trusted ticket sellers. All backed by their 100% money back guarantee. Check them out. The world is opening back up and we all know you like some live entertainment. So go to samshownation.com. 
Go to TicketNetwork.com. See your show. The next sponsor. And this is bittersweet because this may be the last one I read all season. But NFLShop.com. NFLShop.com wants you to welcome and congratulate your 2021 world champs, the Los Angeles Rams. By getting all of your Rams gear with free shipping, some exclusions may apply. It's all right there, all the Rams gear, your t-shirts, your hats, your sweaters, your hoodies, whatever you need to show off to say you love the Rams this year, it's all right there. Celebrate your world champs. And if you're getting a jump on next season, you, yes, you, can get a jump on next season by putting in the promo code NFL25. You can save, excuse me, you can get free shipping on all orders, $25 or more. By putting in the promo code NFL25 at checkout. Celebrate the Rams or get ready for next season and root for your team. Get your gear at NFLShop.com via SamShowNation.com. And lastly, certainly not leastly, Amazon.com. Your home for everything. Who are we kidding? Amazon has everything from A to Z. Yes, they do. And since they got everything from A to Z. You, and I'm pretty sure my guests would appreciate it if you just typed in Blues Traveler in the search bar. You can get all things Blues Traveler. You can listen to them. If you got Prime Music, which I do, I vezzed out on a lot of um, Blues Traveler to get ready for this interview to prepare some of these questions. And actually, I'm going to use it right now because I'm going to play a very favorite song of mine. It's called All in the Group. And we're all in the group. And I'm using Amazon Music to do so. Amazon Prime Music to do so. And you can do the same. All I ask you to do is go to samshownation.com. On the homepage of Current Promotions page, there's an Amazon banner there. You click that banner and you shop as you normally would. And you get all things Amazon by doing that. Click the banner. We get a little kickback. I ain't going to lie to y'all. But at the same time, you get all that prime goodness from Amazon.com. You order something and come back in two days or less. Or you can get it instantly, whether it be Prime Video, Prime Music, or All Things Prime. We talked about the NFL a minute ago. They got Thursday Night Football on Prime starting this season. Everything you need from A to Z can be done with Amazon. So that's what I got right now. Before we jump into this uh, awesome podcast, my man Chan, we're going to listen to All in the Groove. And I will see you guys after the song. Your destiny, don't fight it. War between the states, 
find it here worthwhile. I ain't no solid man from Babel, but my cards are on the table. And I swear that if I'm able to run that mile. So if I'm rambling, ignore me. If I'm the money, then adore me. And now the pearls are casted for me. Oh, what to do? I wish I could paint it in a picture. You're, I think you're muted, Sam. Sorry about that. There you go. Awesome. How are you doing today? Good. Let's see how my hair is doing. Uh, I, I, flex. My, yeah, I, I see flex. it. I see it. <laughs> Recording art and flex. I see it. Well, I always joke with people. We had uh, we had hits in the 90s, and they were giving these things away back then. Well, I was alive in the 90s, and I got to be honest, no, they weren't. No, <laughs> they don't. Nobody gets them now. They get like these weird plaques for like spins, subscribers, spins, downloads, or it's like uh, it's not the same. No one's well, selling this many records now. I'm, 
Like, I really wish I would get behind the scenes of me a little bit more. You got a Breaking Bad poster, the Die Hard poster it has sentimental value, but and a bunch of hats. Look, no, I like them. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, a bunch of hats. That's quite a hat collection. And those are clean. Yeah, Look those are not all of them. Those are not all of them. Those are I the see ones. what's going on. <laughs> yeah, we're in my office right now. Those are the ones where, like, unfortunately, I, I'm saying this, like, I have to flex when I'm out. But those are not the, um what I like, what I would like to call the downgraded hats. Like, Stuff that got messed up over time. If you those look, are, those are the ones in rotation, current rotation. Yeah, like right here. I, All like right, I don't know if you notice. You know, Chan, you are, um, you are where you from? I rep Detroit a lot. I'm from but Jersey. I, well, sort of. You are the pride of Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. That's by true. Way of Preston, New Jersey, but. It was a brief, it was a brief, uh, stay three months. <laughs> well, like, I don't know if you listen to the podcast or whatever. We like to have fun here and that's cool. all this is. Well, I cracked open a cherry vanilla Coke Zero for the occasion. So we're on the same page because I cracked open right here a, um, regular Coke. I don't, I don't know how to say it. I don't, I don't like yes. Straight up Coke, dude. You're you're living large. Classic Coke. Let's do Classic it. Classic Coke. That's it. <laughs> Welcome to the podcast. And you know, I'll give it to you. I'll give it to you. By way of Princeton, New Jersey, the right on. Ontario, Canada. I was My in fact. Chad Kensler. Well the said, traveler. Look, I want to say this up front. We're having fun on this podcast. And we're doing it. We've already recorded. I'm having fun. Look, I am a fan. And when I say I am a fan, I want to put it on front street. Before I even jump into my questions, before I even jump over, whatever I got to jump into, I am a four-time, 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 four-time karaoke champion at Eastern Michigan University. Wow. With you the help of y'all because i always closed uh my penultimate finish was hook my favorite the funny thing is is my son who's doesn't really do it but his his friends do tiktok Uh and apparently hook was trending on tiktok it's a great it's it's a great uh karaoke because it's got the it's got the, the rap but you know it's it's recognizable. It's got a great little melody, and then it's got the rap for you to show off a little bit. I'm telling you, I I <laughs> look. I'm showing my age a little bit, child of the '90s and all that other good stuff. But I am I am a karaoke champion because of Hook, because you want the crowd on your side with the rap, and you want the um I guess the vocal part of it, not to take away from you. Not to take away from you. Hey. It's karaoke. It's karaoke. And when you do that, you get a crowd on you because they love the lyrics. They love um they 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 just love the song as a whole. And then look, I'm sorry, I don't know how this how you gonna feel about this, 
you're the penultimate, the ultimate. When, I, when I'm bringing it home, you got to do Bare Naked Ladies, Brian Wilson. I That's another one. I don't give a damn who you are. If you hear those two back to back, the crowd of the champion. <laughs> hey, I guess song choice is very important to karaoke. Yes, it is. We've done I, a lot of shows with them over the years for, in various festivals. We've toured together. Um, I attended one. I don't know if you remember this, and I'm not asking you to, but yeah. this is at the Messiah Temple. Uh, uh, this got to be 90, maybe 99, early 2000s. Maybe it was like 90, 98, 99. It was probably Horde. We did a whole Horde yeah. with them. Yeah. And you guys rocked it. Granted, I was there. I, I just, I loved every moment of that show because it was like, um, like a cavalcade. Everything I loved at that time, and it was such. And if you read the crowd, I'm a person like I can have my own personal feelings, but if you read the crowd, everyone was jamming to you guys. There may be a little bit of. Um, enhancements that's the word i want to use oh sure award stands for for hippies on recreational drugs everywhere there it is but man chad thank you for joining the podcast i feel like you get the vibe of this show where sure normally i ask questions but this is such a um conversational type of thing cool and um i want to talk to you a little bit because i love it because Lately, you know, Corona ending and everything. How are you during the pandemic or the tail end of it? And you know, uh, great. The uh, the first year kind of sucked. It was the first year Blues Traveler hasn't toured since like 1988, 89, which was weird. But to be honest, it was almost made us realize why we love what we do. You know, uh, so the downtime was good. I just hung out with my, at the time, 16, 17-year-old son and uh, played a lot of guitar and video games and worked out a lot, got in, get, got in good shape. To be honest, I'm kind of a homebody anyway, so I, I enjoyed it. Now, there was a lot of stuff going on all around it that seemed kind of crazy, but in my little bubble with my kid, we had a great time. It was We were the uh, ultimate man cave, well, <laughs> a teenage son. And his barely uh, mature past teenage father. Well, that's what you, that's what you want because obviously during the pandemic, spelled a lot of good family time with my yeah, wife and my yeah. son and like right. everybody else in the world. But uh, one of the things I love about the pandemic, and in a weird way of saying it, is like you guys made good use of your time during the pandemic because. Ah. You release Traveler's Blues. And and yeah. if my if my timeline is correct, you were guys, you you were on the road, and then the album came out, and then the world shut down. And then it was just like, all right, we'll be back in two weeks. All right, we'll be back two weeks after that. All right, we'll be back two weeks after that. And then I think you know. that was I think that was everyone's experience. That that was the one right uh we had that year off and we did something we had wanted to do for a long time was a blues record right because people are always asking they're like your name's blues traveler but you don't really play blues 
Yeah. Yeah. Strangely enough, when we were like 17 in high school, 16, 17, we started out as much more of a blues band. And, you know, we have so many different uh, inspirations and different kinds of music we like. It, it really grew from there. And to be honest, 16, 17-year-old white kids in the suburbs playing the blues, we weren't really good. But over the years, uh, we somehow got better at it. And it, so it was cool for us to make a blues record, take all these great blues songs we'd love from the from the past, get a lot of great guests. Um, and that whole project fell together. And we did that right in the middle of the pandemic in Nashville in like uh, October of 2020. So again, the all the, the madness aside, and obviously people suffering with the, the health ramifications of it was was stressful. But it's all what you make it. You know, if you want to go down a dark path with it, you can do that, or you can try and be productive. I mean, I've listened to so much music. I spent so much time playing guitar. I got my chops up. So for me, creatively, and for I think for all of us, it was a great little respite from just touring and and. Just to get out of our get out of our uh, groove a little bit, I think was good for us creatively. And I got to be honest, I made that same pact with myself where during the COVID thing, I said I want to leave this pandemic better than how I entered it. And and obviously, we all know there's a lot of ramifications that came from that, but can I be a beacon when this come out? Well, only time would tell. And I hope I did all right, because much like you guys, I podcast a lot because well, yeah. pretty much all I had. I mean, like, that's what it is. But I, I, and in a weird way, I feel this actually helped in a weird way because like you said, you worked on your chops, you became better. But even in my case, I get a chance to talk to you guys because we were on the docket of talking to you right before your tour. And now I'm talking to you. This is your 35th anniversary yeah. of Traveler. Which blows my mind. <laughs> yeah, yeah, me and you both. Because, like, I'm growing up, I'm listening to Blues Traveler in high school. Sorry. Sorry to age you. But I'm doing that thing where it's just all like, oh, my God, it's been 35 years? Really? Then you like gotta like look at the math and like yeah it has. How do you feel about that? You guys been um, thirty-five so seems like a, a big number. I mean, luckily we're still pretty young. We're in our fifties, early fifties. We uh we started in high school in eighty-seven. You know, I was um and really the band started the year before, so we started really young. So that helps. And then we moved to New York City right out of high school and just got after it in New York playing little dives and talent nights or whatever open mic nights. They didn't do talent nights in New York. Uh, but, uh, and within a year or two in New York, we got pretty big in New York. I mean, we were, we were after it. We played like five, six nights a week all over the, uh, New York city. Then we started playing the East coast. So we got signed by 1989, 90. And that was when our first record came out. So, it seemed like a long time, but it happened. Now, looking back, it happened really quick that we got signed and got a record out from when we moved to New York. So that all happened before my 21st birthday. So, <laughs> you know, we started young. Um, does it seem like 35 years? 
Not really. I still feel a, pretty similar to that 20-something-year-old kid, hopefully a little wiser. But, uh, I mean, we still get along great. We're still trying to make new music, still try new things. And, you know, the thing I always say to people, the longer I do this, the more I like it. So That's uh, good. I'm just, I'm just thankful we get get to play music. You know, the live thing is really where the magic happens. And to be able to play with such great musicians and with great fans and have this kind of magic carpet ride happen when show, you know, live live concerts are, I always call it it's a little bit of the old magic. No one really knows why it's great. We just know it is. So yeah. uh, to be a part of that still is something I'm really grateful for. But shit, 35 years, <laughs> I can't believe it. Yo, I got to be honest, 35 years of doing anything is a success. Like, yeah. I'm sitting here and I'm thinking about it. I know my age and I know what I have done. And quite honestly, you know, like anyone else, if you're in a relationship with anyone for over, like, look at this. I rock the ring. I've been doing this for 12 years. Right. And there is some bumps in the road and there is some, like, you got to have that conversation. So um, when you're doing something for 35, I always wonder, man, I always look where it's like, not only do you guys stay together, you vibe as a band, and I guess it's good that you started young, but is there any hope of new ideas, new ideas? Like, because... There's always, always coming up with new stuff. Yeah. Always coming up with new stuff. I, You know what it is? I think the reason it's it hasn't been, I mean, we've lost our original bass player. There's been some serious bumps in the road. Um, but we started when we were kids. So we kind of grew up together, which, and my brother plays bass now. So we really grew up together, but uh, hey. for, he's played for the last 22 years. Um, so there's a lot of relationships going on. Beyond, like, it's it's really is like a family because we were so young when we got together. Um, and I think we're, we always have the live thing, which is improvisational. So it's always new and kind of exciting. And we're always trying different stuff. Sometimes it's not as good as we want it to be, but we try different things. And uh, for whatever reason, it hasn't been like some huge slog to keep it together. It's been, a, a, honestly... 97% well 92% are a joy <laughs> and I get it there are some bumps in the road and I was going to talk about uh Bobby a little bit later but one of the things I wanted to talk about is um you guys had different evolutions within your own self but one of the things I've noticed that Blues Traveler has done especially getting ready for this podcast I did a little homework and I saw the evolution of jam bands injected with you guys. So when I see jam bands, obviously the Grateful Dead pops out. You talk about fish, fishbone. You talk about who, you name it, you guys. And when you say that, where do you feel you guys have something to do with it? Because we live in a world right now where everything, ha for lack of a better term, scripted. Yeah, scripted reality, this, that, and the third. So when you hear jam band, and like I, I talked about Hook earlier, like one of my earlier songs or some I love is Sweet Pain, and please do that on cool. tour whenever you get a chance because look, God, I know it's long. I know it's long. Those are my favorite <laughs> songs. Well, we're a jam band, so you know, long's all right. 
So, but what uh, I'm getting at, when I hear stuff like that, and I see the evolution of jam bands, how we go in the future, where do you guys look at that? Because there's, everyone makes room for a good time, and you guys are a good time. So, yeah. how does, how does Listen, it work? I mean, it is interesting. A lot of live music now has triggers and loops. And as sonically, as great as it sounds, because it's so even and, uh, you know, the, the, uh, e- it's EQ'd right and everything's right where it's supposed to be. It does take some of the, uh, the life out of it. For us, you know, I, I always say it's like there was, there was the Grateful Dead, of course, but also Jimi Hendrix, Led Zeppelin. We grew up, all those kids, fish, us, and then there's fish, us, and widespread were kind of like the jam bands on the East Coast, the second generation. They called us back then, they called us uh, neo hippie before jam bands was the term, the neo hippie bands. But we grew up on, uh, on classic rock radio. So all those great 70s rock bands. They were improvising, you know, there was a lot of, a lot of the solos were improvised. A lot of it was pretty raw and we would get little cassettes of all that and hear how they were changing it every night. And when you're kind of cap, trying to capture the mood and the, the, the sound and the crowd and trying to take in the environment and play in that kind of, that feeling, happy little accidents happen all night long. It's really, I mean, it keeps keeps you invested. And uh, there, there, it's probably reason why all these jam bands still do so well touring is, is not a lot of people are doing that now. I mean, you know, jazz has always been kind of the, uh, the uh, was the first ones to really do it. You know, all that bebop uh, jazz was so improvised. That's that's really where it started, and we're we're great fans of that music. So that that still does it. But on the, in the rock and roll, I think that's the reason why these bands also stayed together so long. Is is the live show is always evolving, always changing, and that keeps everyone invested. When we go out and have to, if I mean the, the idea of doing the same set every night, you know, note for note, cue for cue, would just freak us out. I can't even imagine, but that's how a lot of bands tour. To me, it seems so different than what we we do. I, it'd be tough for me to to feel as uh, engaged with it uh, if I knew what it was going to be. And I'm just trying to hit my marks perfect every night, you know. Like one of the things I always feel good about, like listening to not just you guys, but jam bands and how you told me, like people who sit in and the people who are with you guys. And I, I want to talk about the current tour that's happening, the AM Gold tour, where like there, like you talked about Horde earlier, but the yep. AM Gold tour where you are cultivating this weird pop culture slash jam band world where you should buy your tickets now because you're going to have a good time. You guys in Blues Traveler has had a lot of WTF moments. And whether that be opening for the Stones, uh, sure. being in the end of Kingpin, one of my favorite movies, SNL, doing with the Allman Brothers, having Carlos Santana sit in. And Those are also great ones. We won a Grammy. <laughs> I, like, yeah. I, I mean, like, honestly, 
a, a, scr- a scruffy jam band like us having all the the getting in the mid nineties, all these top forty hits and, and winning a Grammy was. I mean, we were just out of left field. That was the most humorous. I mean, we couldn't believe it. So I got to know that- what is your favorite WTF moment? And I want to toss this one out there because oh, favorite? Um, I don't know. When I saw this, I all right. Look, I saw this on VH1. I'm aging myself by saying this. No, the behind the music. (laughs) No, I think this was not storytellers. They had this show where it was just I don't know. I I gotta be honest. I'm saying storytellers, but I know it's not storytellers. All right. Where Bruce Willis, for no reason, just showed up. It was just it was just there. Yeah, in with you guys. Yeah, Bruce is kind of has been a fan. I mean, Bruce is a harmonica player, so him he kind of idolized John, and he loves rock and roll. So he's off and on. He's he's been on an album of ours, North Hollywood Shootout. He right. does spoken word thing. Um, I mean, I haven't seen him in a while, but he's he's a fan, and he's been you know pop by shows over the years. I mean, that's that stuff's great. Honestly, the uh, doing big sporting events like playing. Uh, you know, the, the final four or going to the Super Bowl and playing a big party there, doing like uh halftime shows at, at you know, the at Green Bay at the uh the, the opening of the at the frozen tundra one football season. Those kind of things we love because it just I know, I know you said more. Green Bay. Well, I'll let it slide. You like it's a lot yeah. of Detroit happening here. Yeah, right. But the frozen tundra. I get so it. So that those kind of things are are huge uh, you know, Anytime we get to do something out of the ordinary, we get do get a big kick out of that. Honestly, for us starting out in these little sh- um, little clubs in the no, Lower East swear, Side, it's fine. You can swear on my podcast. It's fine. These little shithole clubs in the Lower East go. Side to like eight people, where we eventually we were giving away free drugs to get people to come. And you'd be surprised you can fill a house if you're giving away free drugs, but. Uh, Starting there, and then we sell that Madison Square Garden like seven, eight years later was a huge, that that was a, a huge uh, evolution for us. I mean, there's so many. The uh, filming back when videos were a thing and the record companies would throw like a half a million dollars at making a video. We were like out in the uh, swamps on these giant, in Louisiana, on these giant rusted cranes out over the Mississippi or we rented this huge villa with a live tiger and 12 strippers for a video and all that kind of stuff. Just that's the stuff that amuses us. We, uh, so, you know, luckily those things keep happening. You just kind of, you know, them when you're in them, you're like, this is just, this is just funny, man. How are we here? Uh, um, I gotta, I gotta say go this ahead. because you guys strike me as a band who just live in the moment and Try. live in the moment. No, I get it. it yeah. Um, some things happen and you just gotta go with it and one of the things is your former manager Bill Graham, the legendary Bill Graham um, before I even wax poetic on how awesome he is as a person Indeed. I was wondering what is do you have a favorite story about him um, yeah well I mean there, there were a lot one time uh, he uh we we were playing. We just got going with him, and I mean, I got to give Bill just the, the honor of working with him, and he really helped us get our start. 
he put us on those Allman Brothers tours and, and opening up for Carlos when we were like 19 and 20. That was like rock school, you know, PhD in rock and roll touring with those guys when we were just getting started. But in typical Bill fashion, we sold out, I think, the Capitol Theater. And it was like the heyday of grunge and everything. And I was stage diving and like afterwards, Bill wants to talk to you. We thought he was going to say, that's amazing. You guys are amazing. You sold out. And uh, I come back and he starts yelling at me for stage diving. <laughs> Bill, Bill was unimpressed with all the little stuff you'd think we'd be impressed with. He was always about, uh, you know, and he was, his whole thing was the show needs to be, the crowd needs to be happy. The band needs to be happy. The promoter needs to be happy. It's, it's a, if, if, if any one of those three people aren't happy, it's a shitty show. So it was good for us to kind of get our head right when we were young. Um, and, you know, some of that legendary uh, Bill Graham vibe definitely rubbed off on us. So it, it was such an honor to work with him. And, you know, it was a huge tragedy when he, we were just kind of getting rolling when he uh, died in a helicopter crash. Um, and who knows what would have happened, but um, we're very grateful that we got a couple years of him uh, guiding the ship. It was really cool. I will say this. Um, you guys have always been fun. And I guess that um, the Bills level of discipline gave you guys something that probably was already there because you guys before the four album where the world essentially changed for you guys. And I'm only yeah. speaking from an outsider's experience. When the four album happened, I guess you guys were so in tune to where you were as a band where stuff like that wouldn't necessarily um, shift the focus, if lack of a better no, term. We, we, had, we were definitely established in, in who we are, though even that, we were kind of this funky jam band thing that was growing, and then we got all this pop success. So it definitely, like our crowds were like this mix of MTV fans and then our hardcore fans. It was, it was a definitely a little... Uh, a little shakeup, but the ride was was just awesome. So you know, we we did the best we could with it. We did the but best we could. With it works because yeah. in a weird way it works because when you offer those new people, um, like my, but uh, I, I I'm not going to front. I showed up around four like everybody else. Then yeah. I worked backwards, and when I worked backwards, I was like, oh, I like this song, or I like that song, or I like this. Yeah, and then I went forward with you guys so i want to say this we like playing this game on the podcast i love doing this and right. giving me so much of your time already no problem man this is a game jam ready to play the game let's play the game called things i read on the internet okay <laughs> i don't know if these are real or fake i asked questions already it was very conversational but i'm just going to ask some straight up questions that right. we don't yeah. have answers for. All right, well, I'll see what I can do. You ready? Because some crazy shit's happened. It could easily be yeah, real. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure. 35 years. So crazy yeah. shit didn't happen. Yeah. I will have questions. Yeah, no, it happened. First question. You are a self-taught guitar player. Well, yes. I mean, I took some guitar lessons at the music store Farrington's. When, uh, but just like learning to play rock and roll songs I like from my, uh, first and only guitar teacher, Steve Orndorff, when I was 11 or 12. 
But really, I just sat in my room like I just did during the pandemic and figured out songs from all my heroes. But then very soon thereafter, I got in Blues Traveler and we would just play down in the basement. And then we all learned to play in little bars in New York. So for the most part, other than uh, a year or two learning some rock songs with my one and only guitar teacher, Steve Orndorff. Love you, Steve. Miss you. Yeah, self-taught. All right. All right, here's something else I've read on the internet. I have no way of breaking this down. You are a huge, and I mean capital H, huge, Olivia Rodrigo fan. Uh, that's weird that got out. I do love Olivia Rodrigo. <laughs> I love I love me some power pop, especially if it's a really good female singer, like Billie <laughs> Eilish. I'm a huge fan of Billie Eilish. She's awesome. That girl rocks out. Mainly, I just love her because the songs are cool. But live, she's so good. I go see a yeah, Billy Eilish show. But Olivia Rodrigo is great I've as well. Seen, yeah, she's good. But Olivia Rodrigo, where I was just like, really? Like, I want to write this down. I love, me some, I love me some power pop by a pretty girl singer. I mean, what can I do? Okay. You kind of alluded to this, and this is kind of cheating. And I'll be the first one to say, you are a big gamer. Whether it be video games or board games. I heard you're yeah. a big D&D guy. <laughs> it's so funny you're getting all this stuff. Yes, I'm a nerd, huge nerd. Um, D&D, strategy, war games, PS4, online phone strategy games. You know, most musicians are nerds, especially ones that are pretty good at their instrument because you had to want to sit around your at your room by yourself, just running scales, figuring out songs, doing nerdy kind of stuff. So most musicians have a, a very strong nerd element. But I, you know, I'm competitive. I love brain games. I love chess. I love all of it. I'm throwing it out there. What are you right now? Paladin and a wizard. I, I need it. Oh, that's tough. I'm kind of more yes, of a ranger. Is. I'm more of a ranger. I'm more oh, of a ranger. Right, Paladin's right, a too right, goody goody. Paladins are too goody-goody. I'm a, kind of a neutral gray ranger. Okay. All right. Neutral now, good. Now, I want to say this. This is my homework. I've done this. I watched the DVD, Thin as a Bear. It's not necessarily a documentary. It shows your love for all things Red Rocks. That well, being you. With that said. Yeah. It is a two-part question, actually. All right. All right. Is there another venue, not Red Rocks, that you just love with the same feelings that you love with Red Rocks? Jeez, probably not. I mean, Red Rocks and Colorado has been was our first place off the kind of the Northeast college circuit where, where they embraced us. And we've been playing Red Rocks every year for 30, <coughs> 33 years now, something like that, 32. Um and that's kind of become our family kind of reunion. People come in from all over. The fans are amazing and the venue's amazing. So Red Rocks is definitely our our uh, favorite venue, you know, in, in so many ways. Um, but there's so many different great venues. I mean, sometimes that Tuesday night gig in Indianapolis at some at some funky little theater in the middle of nowhere... That's the best gig of tour. You never know where things are just going to pop off. And then that'll be my favorite, you know, venue for the next year. You know, you never know. Okay. You never know when it's going to go off. It makes sense. And that makes sense. But going from that same DVD, 
you had an ambition for Blues Traveler as a whole. You wanted to be the first band to play in space. That would be awesome. That's that, a deal on the table. You can do that. 100%. And now, now all these rich dudes are going up all yes. the time. Maybe one of them can bring us up. Um, rich dudes hire us for gigs all the time. We're happy to do it. So it would be a perfect opportunity. Um, and, you know, we could actually play up there. We wouldn't need tracks and all the rest of it. Yeah. But, uh, no, that, I mean, that kind of gives you a sense of we were pretty ambitious in our early. We, we came up with that in like 1988 or 89. We wanted to be the first band in space. So still a dream and a lot closer to reality. Yes. Now we got to shoot for Mars. First band on Mars. You can do that. I mean, yeah. because now Tell it's me. it's such a reality. And quite yeah. honestly, this is the best game of things I've read on the internet with any guests I've ever had. Jan. I, <laughs> want, I want to tell you this. Just making it a thing. Someone's going to be the first band in space. Someone's going to be that. Not only, you can double down. First band in space, first band on Mars. Yeah, knock it out in one film. Right, because we'd have to be in space on the way to Mars. There you go. <laughs> All right, now you're giving us something to keep keep us fired up for the next 20 years. All right, I, I gotta ask this because I'm a fan and I've heard this rumor a lot. All right. Um, my favorite, one of my favorite songs is Hook, and on the album Straight Till Morning was inspired by the band's intense love for the story of Peter Pan. Well, I wouldn't say it was an intense love of the story. Okay. Okay. We did love, we love that cool image of uh, three stars to the left, straight on till morning. You know, you never, you never grow up and there's this kind of magical uh, realm where you can live in your head. So we love that whole concept. And that is definitely where, that's where straight on till morning I think that the line in the in the book is how to find uh, where Neverland is three stars to the left and then straight right. on to morning. So I wouldn't call it like a, a huge fascination. We, but I mean, everyone, especially in, in our age, grew up with Peter Pan being a huge part of their, you know, the story and the books. We didn't have nearly as much entertainment back then. So uh, we we latched on to whatever we could. All right. All right. That's good. All right. That's fair. I'm not That's you. close, though. Very close. I see it. Yeah. No, that's a true story. You've done your homework. I'm impressed. I appreciate that. I appreciate it. I've done this homework because I take this seriously because it's called the double F rule. Every guest I ever had on my podcast has to meet the criteria of the double F rule. We are friends or fans of the people we have on. Right so, on. like, a lot of fanboy is showing up right now. And this cool. is going to my next question. All right. You were inspired by the movie, uh, the band was inspired by the movie Blues Brothers. Your initial type of band and how you convey yourselves is inspired by Blues Brothers. Well, I mean, that roundabout the way is John, when he was a kid, was a huge com- comedy fan. And Loved Belushi and, and at Saturday Night Live, and then he loved Belushi and Aykroyd and the whole Blues Brothers thing, and that's why John picked up harmonica because of the Blues Brothers. First, he was into comedy, and then he saw that and he picked up a harp and found that he had already knew he was probably he kind of had some musical talent, but the harmonica really spoke to him. And you know, again, all of us back then loved the Blues Brothers because the, the music was so great and the band was so great, so we we're all big fans, but. 
most importantly, that's what inspired John to pick up a harmonica when he was a kid, is that movie. Now let's double down. I All also right. read that the band's name was inspired by a character in the movie Ghostbusters. Indeed, Gozer, Gozer the Traveler. The big Stay Puft Marshmallow, mar- the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man that comes down is called Gozer the Traveler. That's what he came down as mar- Marshmallow Man. Our concept, we were called Blues Band in high school, which was a little generic when we were moving up to New York. So we had to come up with something. Um, and uh, we kind of felt like when the four of us played, there was this fifth entity entered, you know, it was like this fifth element. And we were like, it's like, you know, goes to the traveler. Like, and we just started. So the name traveler got in the mix there. And that's probably what we were watching at that time. So, you know, that's why we're coincided because Ghostbusters was a pretty big cultural um, movie at the time. Everyone was watching it back in, in 86, 87, before your time, I'm sure. But no, uh, actually, I'm right around that time, actually. <laughs> so, Goes to the Traveler was the inspiration for the Traveler and Blues Traveler. We probably should have just been the Traveler, but we were blues band and we didn't want to lose our five fans that we had in New York who might get confused. So we we blended them. Now I'm curious. Now this goes into my next question, where it's like that's two Dan Aykroyd factoids right it, there. It is. I, I was thinking that when you said it. Yeah. Is there any connection? And what's even interesting, Dan Aykroyd actually sat in with Blues Travelers yes, when we were indeed. talking about those WTF moments. Yeah, there you go. That's a great one. I, you did know you what? Tell I, him? I'm sure we did. I'm sure we did because he hung out with us. He's come to a few shows over the years, um, so I'm sure we've told him. Um, but it's just, I think he was just culturally really relevant. And you know, Dan Aykroyd started House of Blues. He's really responsible for bringing a lot of music in and kind of blending comedy and music and and movies he had a lot to do with that so it kind of makes sense that we were kind of fascinated with that whole world that he was kind of help helping the bridge so i guess it makes sense but it's also kind of a interesting uh coincidence that's awesome now here go the thing that i always wanted to know this mainly this is a kid growing up in the uh 90s and hearing all of this stuff but um obviously with bobby we kind of alluded to that earlier you had some uh-huh. lineup changes over the years yeah and i don't well, just I don't, one unfortunately yeah, fortunately unfortunately. or unfortunately just one and with that said your brother tad showed up mm-hmm. and then there was a keyboardist and then you know you guys kept trucking now here was one of the criterias that I heard, and I can't prove this. That's why I'm asking you. All right. I read on the internet. Criteria sounds very professional for us. We we don't usually think that deeply about things. We usually well, more more gut. <laughs> here's what I heard, and you, right. can, you can you can you can put it in this, if you want. So far, all these things are have a basis in truth. So, but one of the rules of being in blues traveler, you have to be over six feet tall. Wait, you have to be what? Six feet tall. Oh, six feet I, tall. I really joke. Six feet tall. Um, the band is really tall. I'm six five. Yeah. John's six four. Uh, the keyboard player is six two. Um, my brother's six one, and the drummer's six feet. So think about that. 
we are, we always were the biggest band in rock and roll because most, yes! most musicians are short little most of them you meet so it was always pretty funny that was like you know i think we said said that tongue-in-cheek because it's always been so funny how huge we are compared to other bands you, so we're bigger than the beatles literally yeah but you literally. Had, like <laughs> i always thought that but i never saw it on paper where it was like yeah to be in blues traveler you got to be over six feet off, if off there record. was a short little dude it would look kind of weird in the pictures wouldn't it <laughs> Yeah, you're right. Well, you're right. I you're mean, right. it's the way it worked out, but now that I think about it, it's probably good that we kept kept it up, kept it tall. Okay. All right. So, <laughs> all right. Starting five. Anybody playing basketball anytime soon? How are we? How are we looking at this? Yeah, I, I mean, we. Got, I know you got. We love sports. John's not the most athletic guy in the world, but he. Uh, but we've done a lot of. Hoop, we played a lot of hoops over the years. The. Uh, but you know. I think it in the early days it really helped getting paid from all these scumbag club owners. We and uh we used to we used to have to uh use our size to get uh to get those crisp hundreds. Well, yeah, I I get it. You got to eat. And yeah. quite honestly, Chan, I think if memory serves me right, I think you were a defensive lineman, right? Yeah, you- I played football. I wanted, you know, I I love sports and uh I did play all the high school sports, lacrosse and football anyway played baseball um and I was going to go to college to play football but uh I decided the uh the drugs and the women were better in rock and roll so well, that's there you the go. I, I mean like hey it's more of a longevity thing you've been here exactly. for 35 years what are we talking that's about for here? sure so I know that we're done with the game now things I've read on right. the internet we're done I like the game. the game the game's fun yeah <laughs> because I have read a lot on the internet ready for this thing and um we're getting towards the tail end but one thing i always like to ask especially guys like you you guys are well of knowledge based on how you started how you ended up and where you are now but what advice would you give the new bands and there's quite a few that's probably listening to me right now what advice would you give the new bands just starting out granted it is a different time frame it is a different time but it kind of holds true the uh the thing that that got us off the ground was we played anywhere and everywhere and i do hear a lot of bands now who are like we're rehearsing we're getting ready and then we're going to do this one show in like a month i'm like what are you waiting for find some little you know you don't get good in a rehearsal room waiting for a showcase you get good playing crappy little bars to like 10 people get the kinks out you get your vibe going and then when the big shows come you're ready so uh, if I had any uh, advice, don't hem and haw. Get your ass out and play some shows. There it is. And um, I want you to plug everything. I know I kind of talked about it briefly about the AM tour. You guys are back on the road. COVID is towards the tail end. Everybody is back, so ready to party. Yeah. And yes, what's indeed. next? We, like, uh, we, we're going to the Grammys on April 3rd, I think. We're up nominated for a Grammy for this blues record, Blues Traveler. Um, Traveler's Blues. So it's kind of fun to be nominated for a Grammy again. So going to Grammys will be a, yet again uh, another fun another fun moment. I missed the last Grammys because I was partying. I love it so much, mainly because, in lack of a better term, this is the first blues album from Blues Traveler. And 
like wholeheartedly blues, whether it yeah, be covers 100%. or whether it be uh, just no, we kept it. We kept it. Tri- we kept it traditional and honored the 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 form. That was the idea. And I'm glad you did so because there is something I always see with jam bands. Your level of versatility is just man. It's unparalleled. Granted, you could call it improv. You could call it just being in the moment or what have you. You guys did it the right way. All Appreciate the tracks you, on Traveler's Blues makes me feel... Um, all right. I don't know if you know this, but um, this is like this stigma or, or I guess a habit, if you will. Every Saturday morning, you get up, you clean your house because you may have friends over. Yeah, I could put on Traveler's Blues, start to finish, clean my house, and I feel this comfort that Great. I that I have when I listen to songs like "Funky Bitch" or if I if, would it be covers or would it be originals? It makes me feel so good having someone come over my house to have that, not necessarily being the foreground or background or however you look at it. Yeah, no, it's the, it came out way better than we thought it was. You know, we were just messing around and about uh, first song in was Funky Bitch. We're like, this might be all right. <laughs> and we had a we had a great time doing it. Honestly, 90% of that is done basic tracks in studio as we did it. We rehearsed them up in the day, in the afternoon and then recorded them at night. So there's a real good live kind of fun energy. Also, we had been off for like 10 months, so we were just excited to be playing. <laughs> Oh, that works because COVID was this thing where you bridge that line of creativity and boredom and it turns into awesome Sometimes stuff. you need to be bored to be creative. You there know, you, go. you need to have your head, head empty for like new things to come in. And I'm glad you guys did that. And I'm glad oh. you guys are nominated for um, a Grammy. I'm totally rooting for you. I can't wait to see you guys on the AM Gold Tour. And um, if anything, Chan, Thank you so much for just giving us a little time. Just, My pleasure, just man. It's been a great interview. Oh. It's been great, man. I hope we get to meet in person one of these days. Oh, yes, sir. Because yeah. I'm just, right now, I'm just fanning out. This is, cool. this is like on paper an interview, but you're seeing the little kid in 2000, excuse me, 1997 and 2001. It was like, ah, ah. like I'm having a time right now. We'll get in touch with the, our guy, and if you're coming to a show, we'll make sure you come back to say hello. All right, then. Hey, don't threaten me with a good time. Come on, bro. Come on, all man. All right, man. But, Sam, before we get up out of here, all things Blues Traveler, plug away. You want to talk about new stuff? You want to talk about social media? The floor is yours. It's all yours. Go ahead, I, You know, the latest thing out is Blues Traveler, Traveler's Blues. We're really proud of it. It's a cool record, and look forward to seeing you guys out live this summer. It, that playing live for for uh, for the people is what we love to do the most. Thank you so much, Chan, and uh, thanks for jumping on the podcast. Uh, I'm sorry, like I ate up a lot of your Monday, but this is fun. This is all good, homie. Think I got to pick up my kid. Oh, oh, I didn't know that. Oh, no, all good. He's, a, he's eighteen. He's eighteen. He can always Uber. No big all deal, right, dude. dude. All right, all right, man. Okay. Great talking to you. Have a great Thanks day. So much, Chad. Peace out, everyone. All right. Have a great day. You too. Bye.
That was the new, well, newer one off the album Traveler's 
Blues. It's called Funky Bitch. We love it. It's a great song. And um, speaking of greats, I want to thank the great Chad Kensler for coming on this podcast, chopping up with us, having a good time. Check them out when they are on tour or the city near you. Go to bluestraveler.com for dates. It's all right there. It's the 35th anniversary tour. And on the 35th anniversary tour, you get a chance to see Blues Traveler. I, it's a must. I've seen them at least, at least three times live. And it's always a good experience every time. I can't stress that enough. And if you was listening to that podcast, uh, you listen to that interview, I got the welcome back for a fourth time. So you better believe I'm, I may be taking them up on his offer because they're, Man, going to a Blues Traveler concert is awesome. So, with that said, I want to talk about some other grapes. My good friend, sometimes, frenemies, whatever we are. My boys at the Act Accordingly podcast. See, I'm on my best behavior. See, I want, I want to talk about them, but we got guests over. So, since we're on our best behavior... We're going to save that when I get a chance to uh, talk with my tag team partner, BK. But in the meantime, if you like podcasts, check my guys out at the Act Accordingly podcast with Bash and Z. Uh, wherever podcasts can be found. Um, there's some good brothers over there. They're doing their thing. And they have um, AJ underscore. Probably one of the best producers. Lord knows with the best lawn ever. Say what you want about his producing skills. That man keeps an immaculate lawn. And lastly, and certainly not leastly, the great DJM80. And if you don't know who I'm talking about, you need to listen to the Act Accordingly podcast with Bash and Z. And you will understand why he is the great DJM80. He's unflappable, I heard. So check my guys out. And one thing I want to do. I wouldn't be a Blues Traveler fan if I didn't talk about my own personal thing. I know I said it in the podcast. I said it in the intro. And I'm going to say it again. This is a song that got me into Blues Traveler. And I'm going to close it out with it. It's called Hook. So we're closing out with Hook. And um, anything related to Just Talk With Sam podcast can be found at samshownation.com. You're home for everything related to Just Talk With Sam podcast. Just Talk With Sam on Facebook and Instagram, no G and talking. Just talk with Sam, no G and talking at Gmail for your questions, comments, concerns, comments, whatever you want to say. And um, Sam Show Eleven on the Twitter, please reach out. I will probably um, shoot back, say something back. I thank you so much. Great podcast with my man Chan, a blues traveler. This is awesome. And we're closing out with the song Hook, the um, song that got me into blues traveling in the first place. And I hope I make some more fans today. That's all I got this week. I will see you guys next week. Who knows? We may have another special guest. You never know. Check us out next week. SamShowNation.com. We'll see you later. Here's Hook by Blues Traveler.
I wanna 